Hello, actor casters. Actor casters. Is that a good name? I don't know. Hey, you know what? How about you email us at your friends at actorcast.fm and let us know if actor casters is a good name for you all. Or perhaps I should just call you actors. But there might be some writers in there. Anyways, welcome to episode number three of ActorCast. Today, we have a very special episode for you all. My good friend Robert Monaghan is joining us on the ActorCast for today's episode. Robert is an artist, he is a writer and a director who has most recently put out some incredible short films that are on their way to being on the festival circuit later this year. And I had the privilege to work with Robert on a handful of these projects. Before diving into this episode, though, please head on over to actorcast.fm. Sign up for our newsletter so that you get the latest and the greatest news when it comes to upcoming guests, showcases, as well as other information. You also have the opportunity to sign up to become... Fireworks, please. Boom, 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 boom. A premium member of ActorCast. I hope I did that justice. If you sign up to become a premium member of ActorCast, you will have access to exclusive content for premium members only. So if you are interested, head over to ActorCast.fm and go to our membership page. So, with all of that said, we have a special showcase episode for you all. Robert has a couple films out that include The Eyes of the World, Double A, as well as his new project that he will be working on early this year called Defiantly Fabulous. In addition, Robert has his Glam Divas comics, which you can visit on his website, which will be linked in the show notes Essentially, Robert is a creative waterfall when it comes to writing films, directing films, especially in the times that we're living in today. There's a lot of great things about this episode. Please head over to Apple Podcasts. Let me know your thoughts by leaving a review. I would really appreciate it. So with all of that said, let's please introduce our guest for today's showcase episode, Robert Monaghan. everybody welcome back to the actor cast today we have my good friend robert monaghan joining us for our showcase segment robert thank you so much for joining us on the show today thank you for having me hello hello yes i'm very excited to have you on the show you have worked as a writer as a director you're, you're also an artist as well and we've had the opportunity to collaborate on on a handful of projects at this right. point and you, you have some really uh, fun and exciting films, short films that you have coming out, you know, in this new year. And 
I'm very excited for you to talk about them, to talk about your process, to share with our listeners just your process and being a, a writer, a, a director, and all these things. So it's great to have you on. Thank you. Um, well, first I have to say that the two films, I, I can honestly say, uh, probably never would have happened had I not been in this other show a couple of years ago where I was stage managing at Carnegie Hall, where I met you for the first time and some other fine actors. And that's what kind of sparked me to just start writing more. And then, of course, it led to me writing my first film, The Eyes of the World, which is set in the roaring 1920s Hollywood. And um, which you were also featured in as one of the players. And uh, I'm very proud of that one because it really was about in being inspired by the show that we were doing where we first met and I had to start writing. Uh, yeah, and, and with that said, I'm wondering if we could dive in a little bit with that because I think a lot of writers, sometimes they, they feel stuck. They're not quite sure where to turn with regards to creating a story. What was it about, I guess, that experience as a stage manager and I guess meeting the, the people that you did, whether it was myself or other actors who are involved in that production, that then inspired you to create this, this amazing short film about 1920s Hollywood? Uh, it was basically, well, you remember how it was kind of chaotic most of the time on that show, but with all the craziness that was happening, I was really paying attention of all you guys, the, the actors and the crew, and we, they were so, you guys were so dedicated to this epic, thing that was happening that we were all a part of and I didn't want to leave you know there were times I said okay I don't even want to be in the show anymore you know and there were a lot of people that said that uh but then I don't know when I saw how you guys were just determined to do it anyway and then I started getting some ideas about yeah it'd be, you know all this drama that's going on behind the scenes I think it'll make for a nice little story to tell and then I saw some other actors that one in particular who kind of reminded me of some old Charlie Chaplin type actors from the twenties. And so then I started writing and playing a lot with that. So, okay, I'm going to do something about old Hollywood, shoot it like a black and white silent movie and have all these characters that are bickering and all this kind of stuff going on, but it's all part of the whole showbiz thing. You know, I know that sounds cliche, but you know, it, that's what it really is. So that's what really inspired me, you know, to come out with that film and, now it's like, shoom, it's like going <laughs> off in different directions now and getting into a couple of festivals, film festivals for next year. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I guess yeah. yeah, it's very exciting. And I know that that for myself personally, and I've, I've told you this before, but for our listeners tuning in, something that really drew me to the project was, as you just said, you've filmed it in a lot of ways like an old fashioned film. You know, you look at the film and it's grainy at moments and there's a specific moment in the film where it is uh, like very much like a silent film. Yeah. So wh what was it that, cause I think there are people out there who will make time period films and even time period short films but they're shot like you know the, the it, it's like 2020 what inspired right. you to create the film specifically to look like it was in that area era not only for costumes and language and like the setting of it but also in how it was shot 
I've, ever since I was old enough to remember, I've always loved old films. I mean, I'm still trying to catch up to movies of the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, because even when I was four, I was watching Betty Davis and Humphrey Bogart movies and stuff like that, you know, like <laughs> at a young age. I love black and white films. So I said, okay, I want to do something like that. I want to create that same look. So I know how things are supposed to look in those, those periods. Cause I mean, I keep it on like the, the movie, old movie classic channels all the time. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> watching them. Especially when I started doing some research for Eyes of the World. I really started watching a lot of silent movies because I hadn't seen them for a while. Just okay, the way people move and the graininess of the the screens and all that. I wanted to capture all that. Yeah, well, it's it's really amazing. I mean, and for our listeners who haven't seen the show, uh, the film yet, it's uh, very amazing just how it was done and how the scenes kind of. It, it really feels like you're watching an old movie in a lot of ways, and just like. For myself being in the film, it was really neat for me being an actor, seeing myself in a film that looks like it was made almost like, I don't know, maybe 70 to 80 years ago, which is really cool. For our listeners who, you know, we're talking about how Eyes of the World, it's about 1920s Hollywood. Uh, I guess without really revealing too many spoilers or anything, maybe you could just describe for our listeners a little bit more about what this film is about. The Eyes of the World is, in a nutshell, it's about a shy, timid little janitor who works for a big movie studio during that silent movie era, who suddenly is pushed in the limelight and becomes the biggest star in the world, and all the stuff that goes along with becoming the biggest star in the world, and then some. And uh, that pretty much tells the whole story right there, because then it's like, okay, you start out as nothing and, be, and become bigger than life, and where do you go from there? Yeah. It's all played in the background of the old glamorous Hollywood days. And um, I, I must say that I love having you in it and play this kind of not very nice guy. <laughs> it's <laughs> it fun. It was working fun. on that a lot. Like, okay, Patrick, I want you to be meaner. You have to be meaner because... <laughs> it's like you're you 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 play you play the bad guy basically yeah and so and it was fun directing you and having you just be like this total jerk <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm glad i'm glad i could uh you know pre pre present myself in that way for you <laughs> oh yeah you know you were having fun with that so. oh yeah yeah no it's it's a good time and and I think, and I guess to go off of that too, I guess another question I would have for you, and the lines of, because I, I think what, what's great about this, this film is that it harkens back to, you know, old Hollywood in a lot of ways. Yeah. And why do you think, and you could answer from your own personal opinion, like why do you think people are so drawn to, to old Hollywood or to kind of those uh, that the glamour of of that that sort of feeling of like 1920s 1930s Hollywood well have you experienced 2020 lately <laughs> <laughs> I mean yes. let me go back to the 1920s it was so much you know just everyone dressed better and no but people it, it's classic it never wears out people it's comforting it's like eating a, a, a favorite dessert that you love. You know it's going to taste good. It won't disappoint you. 
Um, it's just a, it's just a glamorous, entertaining kind. I mean, there's never going to be another time like that ever. I'm not saying that you know modern movies or anything are wrong because no, there's a lot of good stuff out there. But it, it's it's just a beautiful classic era, and thank goodness we can pick up a DVD or look at television or whatever. And if you want to see those classic films and find out, well, who was he, who was she, you know, and all that, it's all there. You know, or you can Google it or whatever. So yeah, people are always fascinated by the good old days. Right, right. And yeah, I think there's a, probably a nostalgic or nostalgia there in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think especially with regards to film. And I know that so so we had filmed this i i guess it was actually around this year time ago. yeah, yeah but, wrapped it up wrapped this time yeah last yeah it's, which is amazing and i yeah. know obviously there were plans for a screening and things this year of course with the pandemic didn't happen so is the hopes i know you said that it got into a couple festivals so yeah. so maybe the hopes are for 2021 i guess so long as things reopen again that you know it'll kind of be out there more for the world that's what, that's what I'm hoping for. And I'm, most of the festivals that I had been submitting to, it's, nothing's going to happen this year. I mean, forget this year. Yeah. So a lot of them, most of them is all going to take place in 2021. And of course, most all the, the festivals and the directors of them, you know, they've been saying, look, it'll, of course, we're keeping an eye on all the universal events that will play around the festivals, depending on what else is happening you know, you, with the world and everything. So, uh, so that's how it's, that's how it's supposed to, that's how it's playing out. Well, I think something that is very inspiring, seeing what you have done that I think is inspiring to a lot of our listeners as well, who are aspiring writers and directors is that you, uh, took, uh, what, what's the phrase you took lemons and made lemonade of this year by <laughs> writing and directing a, another short film, Double A, yes. which was amazing. I had the opportunity to work on this film as well as a production assistant. And- a Good it, luck charm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what was, what was great about this is that you wrote this script, you sent it my way and you are like, okay, yeah, this is something that I'm thinking about. Uh, let me know what you think. It was a great script. And then a few months later, you're like, okay, we're shooting this. And I loved that. I loved how it's like, all right, let's go. So in a time where it, it has been a very difficult year for people, especially in the entertainment industry, what motivated you to now write this and write and direct this other film? And now I know that it's, it's in the post-production phase. It's, you know, you have a trailer out there. Uh, which is amazing for Double A. So what is Double A about? And then also just what inspired you to create this film during a time where a lot of the TV and film world is down? Double A was something I wrote for two particular actors. You, you know these two actors as well. And I just it was just a fun little piece of just two rival actors because in real life, the two actors playing them, they're the best of friends but I wanted them to be at odds with each other and fight. And so, <laughs> and so and I love writing, bickering and arguing and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's just more fun dialogue. So I just thought, okay, Double A is gonna be about two long time rival actors who are always, always up for the same freaking roles whenever they <laughs> go to an audition. And then this was just the one that 
broke the camel's back. I mean, they finally just like go at it because it's like they show up again at another audition up, you know, running, you know, auditioning for the same role. So I want to say, okay, let's play on that. And let's see how they're finally just gonna just go off on each other and let all those years of resentment come onto the table and just, okay, let's start talking <laughs> about that. And that's what Double A is about. You know, one audition, like two actors and one role and what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great. What I really love about this film is that it's very relatable. I think for all of our listeners tuning in, many of whom are actors, know that there are those auditions where you just see the same people again and again and again. And so th this is something that I really like about this film. And I'm very excited to see the finished product of it because it just takes this story of like the everyday life of an actor and just puts it on screen. And it makes it very enjoyable, especially to those who are very uh, encapsulated within the entertainment industry. Okay. And, and so I I'd love to kind of pivot a little bit to talk about your writing process, because to, to go off what you said, you really enjoy writing dialogue where people are arguing with one another. I've told you before that you're very good at writing like quick quips uh, and quick insults, uh, zingers, uh, which is always uh, entertaining to to read through. So what what is your process as a writer? Do you I guess, write a whole thing out and then go back and edit? Do you kind of fine tune it as you're going along? Does it just come out all at once? What is, what is that process like for you? It's kind of a mixture of uh, writing about stuff that, a lot of writers always say, write about what you know. And it's like, okay, well, I know sarcasm and being a wise ass or whatever. So <laughs> all my characters are gonna talk like me. <laughs> and yeah. so that's, that's what I, 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 and my rule is like, okay, well, if I haven't said it, then my characters are not going to say it. So, <laughs> and that's, that's the honest truth. <laughs> I, yeah. So if I haven't said it, then it's, it's a safe bet that the characters I write about will not say it either. But I will change up a bit too and throw in stuff that I wouldn't say, you know, just to make it interesting. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's my writing process i i get a hook as i call it you know for an idea and then for so far it's been like once i get the general hook in my head the dialogue just seems to come out very easily and before i know i'm like just typing away typing away and like oh like two days later i have you know half of the script done already without too much editing it just that's just how i've, it, I've been so far with that well, I think this is something that I really love about you as an artist too, Robert, is that you, when you have an idea, you then commit to it and you follow through with it until yeah. you have like a finished oh, yeah. script in your hand. And then of course, once you have the, the finished script, you'll send it to a few people say like, Hey, let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. But right. I really love how, cause the, there are a lot of writers out there and a lot of artists who will get an idea and then they sit on it for a while and then, you know, many, yeah, yeah. And I, I know I'm guilty of it too, where, and, and then the longer you wait, the, the more difficult it is to get started. So I really- Or get I, somebody else 
stole your idea. <laughs> it's like, yeah, or oh, that, or I came that. up with that first. And it's like, and see, I kind of, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's like, look, we're all artists, we're all trying, we all want to be seen, we all want to get our stuff out there and, and all that. And it's like, okay, well, part of doing that, you have to keep going. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to waste people's time by saying, oh, I got this cool idea and what do you think? And then never do anything about it. Yeah. Then why did you bring it up then? You know what I mean? Like, keep, are you dying? No, okay. Is something keeping you down that you can't do it? No. Then, and you don't have to be a millionaire either. Just, if you have an idea, just run with it. That's what we're all here for, seriously. Yeah. Just run with it. Otherwise you may not get another opportunity. And, you know, I'm at that phase of my life now. It's like, you know, when I first told you about Eyes of the World, when I first told you about Double A, I didn't want to just waste you or anybody else's time by just talking about it and then never do anything about it. That's why it's like, oh, a year later, guess what, Patrick? We shot it. We got it done. <laughs> right. Next, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it shows your uh, in integrity and your professionalism as an artist, too. And... Well, not only that, but like you see through it with the writing and then the, the next phase, you see through it with the directing as well, also working as a director. And just in my experience working as with you as a director, I've told you this before, before I love you have a very specific vision and you see through the vision and you're incredibly efficient. And then, you know, day's over, that's a wrap. And I, I love that because I think sometimes Sometimes certain directors, like, I, I, it's, it could sometimes feel like they're not quite sure of what they want until they're, they're in the room. And so I'd love for you to share with our listeners your process as a director, really taking something that you've written and then putting it on the camera and what that sort of scenario and situation is like so that you see through, I guess, the creation, the live creation of what you've written. Well... The directing part, I, I look at it this way. I don't want to have to talk the actors through every single scene or whatever, or leave them to just guess and come up with stuff. I mean, some directors do that and maybe that works for them. I Me, mean, I just want to just be a little bit more of a connection with, I mean, yes, I wrote it. Yes, I'm directing it, but you're the one that's going to, you, the actor, is going to be the one that have to bring these words to life. Otherwise, it's just going to go bleh and not go anywhere. So... I, I try to, I hope I'm doing this by conveying this to the cast, like you're the character now. So yeah, I wrote the words, but how are you going to say them? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. And so, you know, I don't, yes, there are certain, maybe certain uh, lines, like if you're saying it a certain way, it's like, I may suggest like, okay, maybe, you know, give more emphasis to what this particular word in this sentence, and it will change the whole rhythm of the rest of the line. And um, I, I know I did that with you a couple of times and some of the actors too, on certain lines. And then you saw how it completely changed the whole meaning of what, you know, what the line was, you know, even if it's something like, you know, bring the vacuum to me or something, uh, I'm making that up. But you know, if you say bring that vacuum to me or something, it's like, Okay. Right. Yeah. It changes the meaning depending yeah. on the, the emphasis. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's basically what I hope to do when I am working with actors. It's like, let them know that A, 
you're the actor, you're the character, and I, you know, I'm just directing you through it, but still, you have to be the one to bring it to life. And, you know, you see these words that are written, how are you going to say them? And, and I don't, you know, otherwise it's like, nobody wants to just be like, okay, he's all just telling me through each line and whatever. No, I, I don't want to ever be that guy. I don't want to be that director. Well, yeah, and that, well, that, <laughs> no, no, I mean, that's why I, I do enjoy working with you is because it's very, a very collaborative environment. And I think the projects that I've worked on that have been most collaborative have been by far the most rewarding experiences. And I think that just goes across the board, no matter if you're a, a director, a writer, a, an actor, a, a costume designer, whatever it may be. I think it's when that environment is created that's very collaborative, then the whole team thrives. And I think that in a lot of ways that starts with the director. And you know, I, I, I've seen you execute this now a couple times and it's always been amazing to watch you work in that way. So uh, now when it, we talked a little bit about when the eyes of the world, it's been accepted to a couple of festivals. Do you have any idea of when Double uh, A may be released or, or what that's looking like? Because I know that's still in post-production phase, correct? Uh, no, the, the, that movie's done. Oh, great. And great. Yeah, I've been submitting Double A out there just as much as I've been su submitting uh, The Eyes of the World. So I haven't heard anything, any you know replies back from those festivals, but no. Yeah, I have, I've sent Double A out to at least over a dozen festivals. Oh, so that's far. amazing. Yeah. So I, my goal is I want to get you know some festival lineup for both movies. Now I got two for Eyes so far, but um, I want to get some from Love for Double A. So no, I've been I've been I've been pitching Double A as well. That's great. That's very exciting. Well, and so as we're going into the new year you have a lot of exciting things going on. What, what are some other works that are, or another work that is just around the corner that you might want to share with our listeners? Uh, well, uh, hopefully if all goes well, I am working on another play uh, that I wrote and will direct called Defiantly Fabulous. And it's it, a great it, name. <laughs> thank you. It's a, it's a gay comedic twist on an old movie uh, called The Defiant Ones from 1958, which starred Tony Curtis and Sidney Poitier. And it follows the same story of two ex-convicts, one's white, one's black. They hate each other for obvious reasons, but they're chained together. So now they have to get along because they're on the run and the cops are after them. And that's the whole movie. That was the original movie. And so my version same story, one white, one black. Uh, they're chained together, but they're gay and they hate each other. <laughs> not got to mention, that added element. Yeah, not to mention they're both gorgeous. So you expect all this sexual something, but they cannot stand each other. And they're chained together and they're gorgeous. And I bumped it up a couple of decades. The original movie start, uh, takes place in the 50s. Mine takes in the groovy. 1970s, an era that I know a lot about. And so um, it's just really, it's just a fun, it's a wink to the original without really telling that same movie over again. But it, it is a wink. And so you don't have to have seen the original movie in order to get defiantly fabulous. 
and um, you know, I'm, I'm starting uh, rehearsals for that, and um, I have a great cast, and somebody that's in it that I know, oh yeah, you're in it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to, uh, we're gonna be shooting it like a, like a sitcom. It's gonna have a black box theater play stage feel to it, but with no audience due to the times, but we're gonna shoot it like an old fashioned sitcom. So um, I'm looking forward to that. You know, we found a great space and, you know, we're just gonna, you know, depending on everyone's availability and that's what I'm working on right now. That's very exciting. Well, and I think it's a testament to, to, you're always thinking creatively and thinking outside the box with regards to how films can be shot, especially how films could be shot today. And right. this is something, you know, really a big reason why I wanted to have you on the show, to have you on ActorCast, to not only talk about your work as a, a writer and, and director, but to also show our listeners that there are people out there who are creating very engaging and unique work uh, even during this difficult time. So, Robert, I cannot thank you enough for joining me on the ActorCast. And for our listeners, I'm wondering if you could just share with them, uh, whether it be a, a website or social media, where can they follow you and your work? Uh, if they want to see any of my comic artwork, uh, uh, like illustration stuff, uh, Glam Divas, and that's plural, <laughs> glamdivas.net. And um, they can see all my comic art and Glam Divas. I've put on shows based on that where it's like really sassy, beautiful, glamorous divas with, you know, tongue in cheek humor and hot looking guys that are surrounding them and, you know, <laughs> my life in general. Um, so, uh, but yeah, they can see some of my, my, uh, my artwork on there. And of course on social media, uh, they can, if they happen to, see my name pop up. They can see some of my work and some of the trailers for the two films uh, on there. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll make sure to include links to that in our show notes. So listeners out there, all you have to do is scroll down in the show notes, click those links provided. So Robert, I cannot thank you enough again for taking the time to join me on the ActorCast and really best of luck with all your upcoming projects and all the projects you have done thus far. Thank you so much. And then thank you for having me, Patrick. Thank you so much for tuning in to this conversation with Robert Monaghan. He is an incredible filmmaker, director, and writer who is really taking the bull by the horns and making projects happen for himself. He is a true inspiration for artists out there who are really looking for ways in which to navigate their own careers. So Robert, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Be sure to head over to ActorCast.fm to learn more information about what ActorCast is doing to elevate the work of artists through our showcase session. If you're interested in presenting your work in the showcase segment of ActorCast, send us an email at yourfriendsatactorcast.fm to let us know what you're working on. We would love to hear from you. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at actorcast.fm for updates on guests, upcoming showcases, as well as new things related to the entertainment industry. 
Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. I'll catch you in the next episode, and go out and create.